You are listening to The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling. This audio book is brought to you by Kriti and it's narrated by Aishwarya. Chapter 7 Shiv and the Grasshopper. Shiv who poured the harvest and made the winds to blow, sitting at the doorways of a day of long ago, gave to each his portion, food and toil and fate, from the king upon the gadil to the beggar at the gate. All things made Shiv the preserver. Mahido, Mahido, he made all, thorn for the camel, fodder for the nigh, and the mother's heart for sleepy head, whole little son of mine. When he gave to rich folk, millets to the poor, broken scabs for holy men that beg from door to door, battle to the tiger, carrion to the kite, and rags and bone to the wicked wolves without the wall at night. Not me found it too lofty, none he saw too low. Prabhati beside him watched them come and go, thought to cheat her husband, turning Shiv to jest, stole and little grasshopper and hid it in her breast. So she tricked him, Shiv and preserver. Mahido, Mahido, turn and see, tall are the camels, heavy are the knife, but this was least of little thing, whole little son of mine. When the dole was ended, laughing she said, Master, of a million mouth is not one affaired. Laughing Shiv made answer, all have had their head passed. Even he, the little one, he didn't need thy heart. From her breast she plucked it, Prabhati the thief, saw the least of little thing, ground a little known leaf, saw and feathered and wondered, making prayers to Shiv, who hath surely give meat all to the life. All things made he Shiv the preserver. Mahido, Mahido, he made all, thorn for the camel, fodder for the nine, and mother's heart for sleepy head, O little son. Her Majesty's servant, you can wake it up from the fraction or by simple rule of three, but the way of twindle down is not the way of twiddle dee. You can twist it, you can turn it, you can plait it until you drop, but the way of pilly wings, not the way of winky pop. It had been raining heavily for one month long, raining on a camp of thirty thousand men and thousands of camels, elephants, horses, bullocks, and mulls all gathered together at a place called Ravali Pindi to be received by the victory of India. He was receiving a visit from the Amar of Afghanistan, a wild king of a very wild country. The Amar has brought him with him for a bodyguard, 800 men and horses who had never seen a camp or a locomotive before in their lives. Savage night, a mob of these horses would be sure to break the heel ropes and would enter the loose and run about the fall over the ropes of ton. I knew who they were, so I put on my boots and waterproof and scuttled down in the slush. Little vixen, my fox terror, went out through the other side and then there was a roaring and grunting and brubbling and I saw the tent cave in as the pole snapped and began to dance about like a mad ghost. A camel has blundered into it and bit and angry as I was. I could not help laughing. Then I ran on because I did not know how many camels might have got lost and before long I was out of the sight of the camp, blowing my way through my mud. At last 
I fell over the tall end of a gun and by thy I know I was somewhere near the articular lines where the cannon was stacked by night as I did not want to plowder upon any more in the drizzle and the dark I put my waterproof over the muzzle of one gun and made a sort of wigwam with two or three rammers that I found and I lay along the tail of another gun wondering when Vixen had got to and where I might be Behind the mule there was a camel with his big soft feet squinching and slipping in the mud and his neck blobbing to and fro like a strayed hen's luckily i knew enough of best language not wild beast language but camp best language of course from the native to know what he was saying he must have been the one that flopped into my tent for he called the two mule what shall i do where shall i go I have fought with a white thing that waved and it took a stick and hit me on the neck. Shall we run on? Ho, oh, it was you said the mule, you and your friends that have been disturbing the camp. All right. You'll be beaten for this in the morning, but I may as well as give you something on account now. I heard the harness jingle as the mule backward and caught the camel two kicks in the ribs that ran like a drum. Another time he said you'll be better than to run through a mule battery at night shouting thieves and fire sit down and keep your silly neck quiet the camel tubble camel fashion like a two foot rule and sat down whimpering there was a regular beat of hoofs in the darkness and a big troop horse centered up as steadily as thought he were on parade jumped a gun tail and landed close to the mule it's disgraceful he said blowing out his nostril those camel have ragged through the line again the third time this week how horse to keep his condition if he isn't allowed to speak who is here i'm the breech piece mule of two gun of the first screw battery said the mule and the other one of your friends he's waked me up too who are you number 15 e troop 9th lancer dick cluffin horses standed over a little there ho oh, beg your pardon said the mule it's too dark to see much aren't these camel too sicking of anything i walked out of my lines to get a little peace and quiet there my lord said the camel humbly we dreamed bad dreams in the night and we were very much afraid i'm only a baggage camel of the 39th native infantry and i'm not as brave as you are my lord then Why didn't you stay and carry baggage for the 39th native infantry instead of running all around the camp said the mule they were very much bad dreams said the camel i'm sorry listen what is that shall we run on again sit down said the mule or you'll snap your long stick leg between that guns he quicked one ear and listened bullocks he said good bullocks on my word You and your friends have waked the camp very thoroughly. It takes a good deal of prodding to put a gun bullock. I've heard a chain dragging along the ground and a yoke of a great sulky white bullocks that drag the heavy sage gun where the elephants won't go any nearer to the firing. Came shouldering all together and almost stepping on the chain was another battery mule calling wildly for Billy. That's one of our recruits said the old mule to the troop horse. is calling for me here youngsters stop squealing the dark never hurt anybody yet 
The gun bullocks lay down together and began chewing the cud, but the young mule handled close to the bully. Things, he said, fearful and horrible, Billy. They came into our lines while we are asleep. Don't you think they'll kill us? I'm a very great mind to give a number of one kicking, said Billy. The idea of fourteen had mule with your tracking disgracing the battery before this gentleman. Gently, gently, said the troop horse. Remember, they're always like this to begin with. The first time I ever saw a man, I ran for a half a day, and if I'd seen a camel, I should have been running still. Nearly all the horses for the English cavalry were brought to the India from Austria, and are brought in by the troops themselves. True enough, said Billy. Stop shaking, youngster. The first time they put the full harness with all its chain on my back, I stood on my forage and kicked every bit of it off. I hadn't learned the real signs of kicking them, but the battery said they had never seen anything like that. Hmm, said Billy. As soon as I heard the camel were loose, I came away on my own account. When a battery, a screw gum mule, calls gun bullock gentleman, he must be very badly shaken up. Who are you fellows on the ground hill? The ground bullocks rolled their cuts and answer both together. The seventh yoke of the first gun of the big gun battery. We were asleep when the camels came, but when we are trampled on, we go up and walked away. It's better to lie quiet in the mud than to be disturbed on good bedding. We told your friend here that they are nothing to be afraid of, but he knew so much that he thought ourselves. They went on chewing. That come of being afraid, said Billy. They get laughed at by gun bullocks. I hope you like it, young gun. The young mule teeth snapped, and I heard him say something about not being afraid of any belly old bullock in the world. But the bullock only clinched their horns together and went on chewing. That's all very well in camp, said Billy. I'm not over stumbling myself for the fun of thing when I haven't been out for a day or two. But what do you do on an active service? Oh, that's quite another set of new shoe," said the troop horse. Dick Cunfin on the back then and drive his knees into me, and all I have to do is to watch where I'm putting my feet and to keep my hind legs well under me, and my bridle wise. What's a bridle wise? said the young mule. By the blue gums of the back blocks, snorted the troop horse. Do you mean to say that you aren't taught to bridle wise in your business? How can you do anything unless you can spin around at once when the rain is pressed on your neck? It means life or death to your young man, and of course that's life and death to you. Get round with your hind leg under the instant you feel the rain on your neck. We aren't taught that way," said Billy, the mule stiffy. We are taught to obey the man at our own head. Step off when he says so, and step in when he says so. I suppose to commit the same thing. That depends," said the troop horse. Generally, I have to go in among a lot of yelling, hairy men with knives, long shiny knives, worse than the farrier knives, and I have to take care of the dick's boot in just touching the next man's boot without crushing it. Don't the knife hurt?" said the young mule. Well, I got one cut across the chest once, but the wasn't dick's fault. A lot I should have been cared whose fault this was. If it hurts," said the young mule. "You must," said the troop horse. "If you don't trust your man, you may as well as run away at once. 
That's what some of the horses do and I don't blame them. As I was saying, it was Dick's fault. The man was lying on the ground and I stretched myself not to tread on him and he slashed up to me. Next time I have to go over a man lying down, I shall step on him hard. Don't you ever trip? said the troop horse. They say that when a mule trips, you can split a hen's ear, said Billy. Now when again, perhaps, a badly packed saddle while upset a mule, but it's very seldom. I'll wish I could show you our business. It's beautiful. Why it took to me a three years to find out what men were driving at. The science of the thing is never to show up against the skyline because if you do, you might get fired. Fried it without the chance of running into a people who are firing, said the troop horse, thinking hard. I could stand that. I should want to charge with Dick. Oh no, you wouldn't. You know that as soon as the gun are in position, they'll do all the charging. That's scientific and neat. But knives path? The baggage camel that have been hopping his head to and fro from some time past, anxious to get a word in edgewise. Then I heard him say, as he cleared his throat nervously, I, I have found a little, but not in the climbing way or the running way. No, now you can mention it, said Billy. You don't look as thought you were made for clinging or running much. Well, how was it, old hay bales? The proper way, said the camel. We'll all sat down. Oh, my crupper and breastplate, said the troop horse under his breath, sat down. We sat down, a hundred of us. The camel went on in a big square, and the men piled our packs and saddles outside the square, and they fired over our backs, the men did, on all sides of the square. What sort of a man? Any man that came along, said the troop horse. They teach us in riding school to lie down and let our masters fire across us. But Dick Clunfin is the only man I trust to do that. I tickles my grits and besides, I can't see with my head on the ground. And yet, said Billy, your dream bad dreams and upset the camp at night. Well, well, before I'd lie down, not to speak of sitting down and let a man fire across me, my heels and his head would have something to do with each other. Did you ever hear anything so awful that day? There was a long silence and then one of the gun bull legs lifted his big head and said, This is very foolish indeed. There's only one way of fighting. Oh, go on, said Billy. Please don't mind me. I suppose you fellow fight standing off your trails. Only one thing, said the two others. This intent that way, to pill all the twenty yoke of us to the big gun as soon as the two tails trump. What is two tail trumps for? said the young mule. To show that he's not going any nearer to the smoke on the other side. Two tails is a great coward. Then we thug the big gun all together. Hey -ah. We do not climb like cats nor like runs. We do know across the level plain twenty yoke of us till all be annoyed again and we grace while the big guns tot across the plain to some town with mud walls and the pieces of the mud fall out and the dust goes up as the thought was cattle were coming home. Ho! Oh, and you choose that time for grazing? said the young mole. That time or any other. Eating is any good. We eat till we are yoked up again and tuck the gun back to the where the two tail is waiting for. Well, I've certainly learned something tonight, said the troop horse. 
Do you gentlemen of the scree gun battery fell inclined to eat when you're being fired at with big guns and two tails is behind you after as much we fail inclined to sit down and let men spar over us or ruin into people with knives i never heard such stuff a mountain ledge and a well balanced load or a driver you can trust to let you pink on your own way and i'm your mule but the other thing no said the billy with a stamp of his feet of course said the troop horse everyone is not made in the same way and i can quit see that your family and your father's side would fail to understand a greatest many thing never you mind my family on my father's side said billy angrily for every mule's hate to be reminded that his father was a donkey my father was a southern gentleman and he could pull down and bite and kick into a rag every horses he came across remember that your big brown brumley see here your son of important malaga jackers he said between his teeth i have to know that i'm related on your mother's side to cabron winner of the melbourne cup and where i come from we aren't acquainted to being riddled over a rankished by any patter mother pink-headed mule in a pop gun p-shotted battery are you ready and your hind legs squealed billy they both reared up facing each other and i was expecting a furious fight when a gruggly rumbly voice called out for the darkness to the right children where are you fighting about there be quiet both braced dropped down with a snort of disgust for neither horse nor mule can bear to listen to the elephant's voice it's two tails said the troop horse i can't stand him a tail at each ends isn't fair my feeling exactly said billy crowding into the troop horse for company we are very alike in some things i suppose we are inherited from those mothers said the troop horse it's not worth quarreling about hey two trails are you tied up yes said two tails with the laugh at his own trunk i'm picked up for the night i've heard what you fellow have been saying but don't you be afraid i'm not coming over the bullocks and the camel said half a load afraid of two tails what nonsense and the bullock went on you're sorry that you heard but it's true two tails why are you afraid of the guns when they fire well said two tails rubbing on one hind leg against each other exactly like a little boy saying a poem i don't quite know whether you'll understand we don't but we have to pull the guns said the bullocks i know it and i know you're a good great deal braver that you think you are but it's difference with me my battery captain called me pantomimes with the other day that's another way of fitting i suppose said billy who was recovering his spirit you don't know what the mean of course but i do it mean betwist and between that is just where i am i can see inside my heart what will happen when a shell burst and you bullocks can't i can said the troop horse at least a little bit i try not to think about it ha huh, said the troop horse that explains it i can trust dick you can put a whole regiment on decks on my back without making me feel any better i know just enough to be uncomfortable and not enough to go into a spite of it we do not understand said the bullock i know you don't 
I am not talking to you. You don't know what blood is. We do, said the bullocks. It's red stuff that soaks in the ground and smells. The troop horse gave a kick and bound a snort. There you are, said Two Tails, waving his tails to explain. Surely, yes, we have been here all night, said the bullocks. Two Tails stamped his foot till the iron rained on the jingled. Ho, oh, I'm not talking to you. You can see inside your heads. No, we see out of our four eyes, said the bullocks. We see straight in front of us. If I could do that and nothing else, you wouldn't be need to pull the big guns at all. If I was liking my captain, he can see things inside his head before the firing begins and she shall offer, but he knows too much to run away. If I was like him, I could pull the gun, but if I were as wise as all that I should never be here. I should be a king in the forest, as I used to be, sleeping half the day and bathing when I liked. I haven't had a good bath for a month. That's all very fine, said Billy. But giving a thing a long name doesn't make it any better. Shh, said the troop horse. I think I understand what two tails means. You'll never better in a minute, said Two Tails angrily. Now you just explain to me, why don't you like this? He began trumpeting furiously at the top of his trump. Stop that, said Billy and the troop horse together, and I could hear them stamp and shiver. An elephant's trumpeting is always nasty, especially on a dark night. I shan't stop, said Two Tails. Won't you explain that, please? Hmm. Then he stopped suddenly and I heard a little whimper in the dark and knew the vixen had found me at last. Hmm, seems to me, said Billy, to the troop horse that our friend Two Tails is afraid of most things. Now, if I had full meals for every dog I've kicked across the parish ground, I should be as fat as Two Tails nearly. I whistled and vixen ran up to me, muddy all over and licked my nose and told me a long tale about hunting for me all through the camp. I never let her know that I understood beast talk, or she would have taken all sorts of liberties. So I buttoned her into a breast of my overcoat, and two tails stuffled and stamped and growled to himself. I heard him feeling about what is in his trunk. We all seem to be affected in various ways. He went on blowing his nose. Now, you gentlemen are alarmed. I believe when I trumpet. Not alarm expectedly, said the troop horse, but it made me feel that I thought had honest where my saddle ought to be. Don't begin again. I am frightened of a little dog and the camel here is frightened by a bad dream in the night. It's very lucky for us that we haven't all got to fight in the same way, said the troop horse. What I want to know, said the young mule, who had been quiet for so long time. What I want to know is why we have to fight at all. Because we told to, said the troop horse with a snort of contempt. Orders, said Billy the mule, and his teeth snapped. Hmm, with gurgle and the two tails and the bullocks repeated. Hmm, yes, but who gives the order, said the recreate mule. The man who walks at your head or soothes on your back or holds the nose row or twills your head, said the billy, and the troop horse, and the camel, and the bullocks, one after the other. But who gives them the order? Now you want to know too much, young run, said billy, and this is one of the way of getting kicked. 
All you have to do is to obey the man at your head and ask no question. The gun bullocks got up to go. Morning is coming, they said. We will go back to our lines. It's true that we only see of our eyes and we are not very clear. But still, we are the only people tonight who have not been afraid. Good night, you brave people. Nobody answered and the troop horse said to change the conversation where that little dog. A dog means a man somewhere about. Here I am, yabbed vixen, under the gun tail with my man. You big blundering breast of a camel. You, you upset our tent. My man's very angry. Hmm, said the bullock. He must be white. Of course he is, said vixen. Do you suppose I am looked after by a black bullock drive? Ha, huh, said the bullock. The bullock then went off into a long hissing snore that Indian cattle give and pushed and crowded and slowed and slammed and slipped near a fell down in the mud grunting savagely. You'll break your neck in a minute, said the troop horse. What's the matter with white men? I live with them. They eat us. Pull, said the near bullock. The yoke snapped with a twang and they lumbered off together. I never knew before what man Indian cattle so scared of Englishmen. We eat beef, a thing that no cattle driven touches and of course the cattle do not like it. May I be flogged with my own padded chains? Who had thought of two big lumps like those losing their heads, said Billy. Never mind, I am going to look at this man, most of the white men I know. Have things in their pockets, said the troop horse. Billy the mule stumped off with the swaggering limp of an old campering as the troop horse head came nuzzling into any breast and I gave him biscuit with Vixen, who is most concealed a little dog, told him fix about the scores of horse that she and I kept. I am coming to the parade to the morrow in my dog's cart, she said. Where will be you? On the left hand of the second squadron. I set the time for all my troop, little lady, he said quietly. The big parade of all the 30,000 men was held that afternoon and Vixen and I had a good place close to the Vixery and the Amir of Afghanistan with high, big black hat on the Askaran wolf and the great diamond star in the centre. The first part of the review was all sunshine and the regiment went by in wave upon wave to the legs all over together and guns all in the line till our eyes grew dizzy. The rain began to fall again and for a while it was too misty to see what the troops were doing. They had made a big half circle across the plain and were spreading out in a line. That line grew and grew and grew till it was the three quarters of mile long from wig to wig one solid wall of a man, horse and gun. Then it came out on a straight towards the victory and the Amur. As it got nearer, the ground began to shake like a deck of a streamer when the engines were going fast. Unless you have been there, you cannot imagine what frightening effect the steady come down of troop has had to the spectacle even when they know it's only a review. I looked at the Amir, but until he had not shown the shadow of a sign of astonishment of anything else, but now his eyes began to get bigger and bigger and he picked up the reins on his horse neck and looked behind him. For a minute it seemed as though they were going to draw his sword and slash his way out through the English men and women in the carriage at the back. 
Then the advance stopped dead. The ground stood still. The whole line saluted and the thirty bands began to play all together. That was the end of the review and the regiment went off to their camps in the rain and an infantry brand stuck with it. The animals went in two by two, hurrah, hurrah. The animals went in two by two, hurrah, hurrah. The animals went in two by two, the elephant battery mulled they go and they all went into the earth for to get out of the rain. Then I heard an old grizzed long-haired centre Asian chef was ground down with a maid, asking questions of a native officer. Now said he, in what manner was this wonderful things done? And the officer answered, an order was given and they obeyed. But are the beasts as wise as the men? said the chief. They obey as the men do, mule, horse, elephant or buffaloes. He obeyed his driver and driver his sergeant and the sergeant his lieutenant and the lieutenant his captain and the captain his major and the major his colonel, the colonel his brigadier commanding three regiment and the brider the gentle who obeys the viceroy who is the servant of empress. That it's done. Would it wear in Afghanistan, said the chief, for they were to obey only the rules. And for that reason, said the native officer, twingling his moustache, you Amr would not obey, must come here and take orders from white of the bistry. Parade song of the camp animal, elephant of the country. We lent to Alexander the strength of Hercules, the wisdom of our forehead, the cunning of our knees. We bowed our necks to the service, they'll never be loose again, of the forty-pounder train. Gun bullocks. Those heroes in their harness avoid a cannon bell, and what they know of powder upset them one and all. And we come into action and tuck the guns again. Make me there way for the twenty yoke of the forty-pounder train. Cavalry horses. By the brands of my shoulder, the finest of tunes is played by the lancer, hurrahs, and dragoons, and it's the sweeter than stables of water to me. The cavalry centre for a bine and done. The feeders and breakers and handle of groom and give us good riders and plenty of rooms and launch us in column of squadam and sea the way of the warhouse of the bonny day. Scrogan mule, as me and my companions were scrambling upon a hill, the path was loft in a rolling stone, but we went forward still, for we can bringle and climb, my lads, and upon the two were everywhere. Ho, oh, it's our delight of a mountain height with a leg of two of a spare. Good luck to every surgeon then that lets to pick up the roads. Bad luck to all the driving men that cannot pack a load. For we can wrinkle the climb, my lads, and turn up everywhere. Ho, oh, it's our delight on a mountain height with a leg or two of a sprite. Commissariat camels. We haven't a camel ton of our own to help us trollop along. But every neck is a hair tumber, and his our marching song. Can't, not, shan't, won't. Pass it along the line. Somebody's pack had slid from the back, which is way to only mine. Somebody's load has tipped off in the road. Cheer for a halt and a road. Somebody catching it now. Now all the bees together. Children of the camp are we, serving each other in his degree. Children of the yoke and gold. Pack and harness, pad and load, see our line across the plain like a heel row bent again. 
researching, writing and rolling far, sweeping all way to the war, while the men that walk beside, dusty, silent, heavy-eyed, cannot tell why we or they march and suffer day by day. Children of the camp are we, serving each other as degree. Children of the yoke and goal, pack the harness, pad and low.